Good. Hey, this is Bob Nalbandian. And Matt Hartnett. From the Shockwave Skull Sessions podcast. You can subscribe and download all episodes of the Shockwave Skull Sessions podcast via the CMS Podcast Network at cmspn.com or any of your favorite podcast directories, including Apple Music, Spotify, Google Play, and more. And while you're at it, be sure to rate and comment about the podcast and spread the word. And if you'd like to donate to the podcast, go to our PayPal account at shockwavesskullsessions at gmail.com. Thanks for all your support of the Shockwave Skull Sessions podcast over the years, and stay tuned for more great episodes every week. Thanks for downloading another segment from the best of the Classic Metal Show. The Classic Metal Show is heard live on Saturdays from 9 p.m. to 3 a.m. Eastern exclusively at www.theclassicmetalshow.com. And now here's another piece of Classic Metal Show history on the best of the Classic Metal Show. The Classic Metal Show. Well, Chris, Himini Jiminy, guess what we got here? Himini Jiminy, it's time for Chris P. Bacon. Right. Well, you had discovered uh, this kid on Blog Talk Radio, the uh, epitome of radio broadcast. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's a young gentleman on there by the name of Chris P. Bacon. That's right. He wanted to teach us all about the history of heavy metal. Mm-hmm. And uh, he had said that uh, on his first broadcast, which we brought to you last week, he said he was going to do this nightly. Yeah, every night. Now, you and I had a bet going on from last yeah. week. We did. And I said that he was going to give it up after four episodes. You did say that. How many has he gone so far? Here, it's been a whole week. Mm-hmm. And have you looked, and how many episodes are available? I looked, and maybe I did my search wrong. I don't know. I Maybe I just don't understand how to search on Blog Talk Radio. But I was only able to find three episodes, Neely. Three episodes, and, and you did say he was going to give it up after three. I did say three. You, you, <laughs> said, you said you were going to take the under... That's right. And he was going to give it up at 3. So here it is. He said he was going to do this every night at 11 o'clock Pacific time. And it sucks for us out east because that's like 2 in the morning. Right. And uh, we were looking forward to an ongoing uh, episodes of the history of heavy metal with Crispy Bacon. That's right. But it looks like uh, we're going to cover segment two, and maybe next week we'll do segment three, and perhaps uh, if he doesn't do any more, that'll be it for Crispy Bacon. That's right. He'll go the way of the thrash can and um, who else? <laughs> oh, well, the one the one stalwart of uh, of Blog Talk Radio, obviously, has been Kay and Abby. Okay, well, they stuck around, but I'm talking about the ones yeah, that Yeah, I know, but I think that's the only one that's stuck around of all, out of all of them. How about United Metal United? Yeah, Metalheads United. <laughs> yeah, that kind of went to the wayside, too. Uh, he went away after two episodes. Yeah. Went away after one, but came back, and then he went away again. And that, and he only did the one episode, and he played all the same versions of, uh, what was it? A fast as a shark or something? Fast or as a shark, yeah. Yeah, he did like three different versions of that, and that was his whole show. It was good. Yeah. Nice. Missed that guy. Sure. All right, well, get your pens and papers out since our friends over there at Metal Lessons Radio went away. We're looking for a replacement show, and we thought maybe this Chris P. Bacon 
might uh, have a chance at taking that uh, time slot, but uh, if he's only going to deliver three episodes... Yeah, that's not good enough. It's just not going to work. So let's see where Chris P. Bacon left off okay. and pick up uh, part two of the history of heavy metal. All right. Love Talk Radio. I'm going to... I want to be out. I want to be out. <laughs> His mom already yelling at him. <laughs> what are you doing? What are you doing? In or out. In or out, Crispy. <laughs> Crispy. <laughs> oh, hey. Um. Oh, gosh. I didn't realize I was on. Okay. So uh, you're listening to Crispy Bacon, and I'm going to be on just about every night from, I don't know, about 11 uh, Western time. Yeah, because I'm in the West. Mean Pacific time. No, Western. Western time? Not West. <laughs> I know, but is there such a thing as Western time? Yeah, Western time. Okay. Pacific you know, time? Don't, don't you see? No, it's not Pacific time, Neely. It's Western time. Don't, don't, doesn't your clock have EST or CT or WT? Right. Western so time. Mine has okay. Western time. Okay. So. So last night, last night we were talking about the history of heavy metal. I don't know if anyone was listening. I heard seven people listened. So that's like a, that is quite a record. Seven people. He's already establishing records. He's already he's already set the record for the crispy bacon show at seven. <laughs> at seven, that's quite a record. It's quite a record. Never Com- been beaten before yesterday. Compared to what? Zero. <laughs> <laughs> Is more than I usually, more than I was expecting. That's good enough for me. Uh, <laughs> more than I usually get. More than you usually get but, what at home? <laughs> yeah, but his, but he only had one show, so he hasn't been able to establish the usual yet. Sure, he has. So, you know, so I, are you telling me that Chris P. Bacon's debut show did more listeners on the first debut night than Dirt Talk ever did? And uh, you know what I'm telling you? I'm telling you that Crispy Bacon's first night listening did a better job at drawing people than the um, Brian Badass Boone tribute did. You're probably right. <laughs> um, yeah, I got to, I guess I got to the point where Led Zeppelin and Sabbath were like the big influencers of the rock world, which they are. Um I don't know. I didn't. I didn't really write a script for these shows. I keep keep thinking sometimes the script would be better, but you know, Chris P. Bacon, I'm going to agree with you. <laughs> I don't. I think a script would be better. You think he could do better than this if he was organized? Oh sure. What are you talking about? He. he I can tell he's kind of a fly by the seat of your pants kind of guy. Yeah. But, uh, you know, he would just probably do a little better if he were a little more organized. Well, let's let's put things in perspective. We haven't even heard this one yet, but are, are you almost positive that it's going to be great? I'm going to say that it's going to be two notches above the first one. Okay. That he did 24 hours before. So this is double greatness. Exactly. So then, then why would he need a script? I don't know, but we'll see. All right. I'm just going to wing it tonight. <laughs> And uh kind of like you did last night. <laughs> <laughs> right. Same, same formula for success. Tonight you're going to have eight listeners. Oh, well, yeah, it could be. Maybe all the way up to ten. 
Yeah. I'm just going to wing it. So if anyone would like to give me a call or a comment on my last show, or if anyone's in my chat room right now, which I, I doubt it, but uh, yeah, just give me a call anytime, 646-595-2902. That number again is 646-595-2902. All right. So, oh, God, I think I stepped on broken glass. I like how he incorporates uh, real-life experiences into his show. Dig it, man. It's like reality radio. It is reality radio. It's good stuff. Note to self, not a good idea to be walking around outside barefoot. Now he's writing notes. He doesn't (laughs) write notes for his show, but he writes a reminder note not to walk around barefoot outside. What shitbag ghetto is he living in that he's got glass on the ground? I don't know. Maybe his drunk mother dropped a glass, her vodka <laughs> glass, before she went back in for the night. <laughs> yeah, there's definitely a broken bottle out there. So I'm going to go back inside my house. Um, I just I just feel awkward inside. Does anyone else feel awkward inside? Let me know in the chat room. <laughs> How about you, Chris? Are you doing your show from inside? I'm inside. I am, too. I am in the palatial estate of the CMS Enterprises. Yeah. And I am sitting here in front of my multi-million dollar console inside with a roof over my head, and I don't feel awkward at all. i got to tell you, I'm feeling a little awkward, so hold on. And I opened the door so I'd feel a little less awkward. Okay. There. <laughs> now... Now, if he were to say, I feel a little bit awkward because my mom is listening, now that might even be better. Right. Yeah, I might also be honest. And she's like, Chris, what are you doing? Who are you talking to? <laughs> I'm talking to my audience, Mom. Chris, put that phone away and go get me another bottle of Boone's Farm. I dropped the last <laughs> one out on the porch. I, I wish I had the sound clips from the, what, what was it called, the King of Comedy with, oh, yeah. uh, with Robert De Niro. Yeah, yeah. Mom, I'm doing a show down here. <laughs> yeah. Right now. Right now. And, uh, or just give me a call. I gave the number earlier. You should know it by now. If you're listening. <laughs> so are, you... are you, are you expecting us to take notes when you're not taking notes yourself? Yeah, you should know the number by now, too. Yeah, I gave out the number twice, you dumbasses. Now call me. <laughs> How come he doesn't know the number? All right. So, 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 uh, back to what I was talking about last night, uh, the, the history of heavy metal. I drew a tree. Yeah, yeah, a tree. I drew a tree, <laughs> and the roots of the tree consist... I thought we already covered the dirt and the roots and the leaves and all that. Are we back to the tree again? A little bit of a recap here, Neely. A little oh, bit of a recap. Okay. Of Zeppelin and Sabbath and the Beatles and so on. All right. So, um, I'm a little distracted right now. I'm picking glass out of my feet while I'm doing this, and I'm a little distracted. So you're going to have to forgive me. Hey, hold on a minute while I bandage this wound. <laughs> <laughs> I'm bleeding all over the floor. Hey, hang on a minute while I go get a paper towel, will you? Yeah, come on. 
so so. Wow, what is that? Sorry, I saw an insect. Pretty cool. <laughs> uh, so Black Sabbath. Yes. And Led Zeppelin were the two biggest bands of the '70s. Pretty much came out at the same time. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Sabbath. Ozzy was influenced. Yeah, Black Sabbath was hugely influenced by Cream. And Cream, as I said earlier, with Eric Clapton, was influenced by any and all blues music. So, when Sabbath came out, they hit their first CD. Uh, I think Ozzy was like about 20, 23. Yeah. 23 years old, which makes... Are you sure? Dude, haven't I heard this? He was 23 years old. Is this a is this a repeat of last night's show? I think so. Jesus, I've heard all of this. Not feel so bad because you know all these little teen pop groups come out and they're all like, I don't know. Does it make anyone else out there jealous when they see someone like less than their age, someone less than their age, like famous for no reason, like really bad music too, like like Justin Timberlake and I I can't stand that. It bugs me to no avail. It bugs me to no end. Okay. When I see that. But uh anyway, I think 23 would be a pretty good age to be famous. I don't <laughs> I think I think any age would be a pretty good age to be uh famous. Wow. I think 23 would be a good age. I think that's the right age to be famous. Thanks for the revelation, Captain Obvious. Holy shit. Um, I'm actually 24 now, but but I recently turned 24. <laughs> so that's not such a bad thing in the eyes of Compared to what? Being 50. Okay. You know, almost dead. The world. <clears throat> Um, I actually recently saw a metal band called Axis. I don't know if anyone's heard of them, but these kids were like 12 years old. I saw them in, in Hollywood. Axis? Yeah. 12 years old? 12. <laughs> That's what he said. Yeah. Axis has been around for 20-some years. <laughs> They're 12. 12. They've been around since birth. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and, uh... They were playing like Iron Maiden, and I think they did like an Aussie cover. It it was really, really amazing. I think I think is someone calling in? Wait a minute. Let, let me check. Uh oh. Oh. I, I could have sworn I heard something. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it was M O L. It could have been. <laughs> hey, check this out. guys kick ass for 12 those are 12 years olds they're 12 year olds here you want to hear some more 12 year olds sure this is from their album utopia okay
Wow. Pretty good for 12-year-olds. How do they spell their name? A-X-X-I-S. But that band's been around forever. No, they're 12-year-olds. Well, they must have stole the band Axe's name. (laughs) (laughs) I was so sad. I was so sad. I I thought someone was about to call. All right. Um, Let me look in my chat room real quick. Okay, nothing. (laughs) Um, If anyone has the courage who is listening right now, just uh, throw up a line in the chat. Yeah, in the chat room. That would be outstanding. Outstanding. All right. All right. I'm going to wait. Hopefully you'll come in the chat room. Hopefully my phone will ring. Um, okay. Bueller. Waiting Bueller. for the phone to ring. Maybe somebody will call. All right, I'll wait. No one's calling yet. <laughs> um, so, as I was saying, uh, oh, I saw this band in Hollywood, and they really blew me away, considering they were like 12 years old, this this kid's bass, this kid had a bass that was like bigger than him, like literally. But then I tried to talk to him after the show and they were all like, who the fuck are you shit, Wad? (laughs) 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 With their attitude, like I'm better than you. That's what they said in their minds. They said, I'm better than you. He's a mind reader now. This guy's something. That's what they said in their minds. That's right. And that was a little, little unusual. That was a little awkward. Like, no, no, you're not. But I don't care if you're 12. You know, you're not better than anyone else here. Anyway, so. Boy, I tell you. What the hell is he talking about? I don't care if you're 12. You're not better than everyone else here. Better than everybody else, twelve year old. Who the hell? Who, who the fuck are you, shit, Wad? Fuck are you, shit, Wad? In the seventies, when Black Sabbath and Led Zeppelin came out, uh, oh, they they influenced Black Sabbath. Influence. They came out at number eight. I remember this from watching VH1. Uh, <laughs> came out at number eight on the Billboard charts, and. And they got consistently bad reviews and all the, the cool magazines. I don't know. Just consistently bad. And so... Like this show. <laughs> so, as it were, it's not the... the uh, What do you call that? The reviewers. It's not journalists who buy CDs. It's fans. And they had a lot of those. <laughs> Me, okay. Me being one of them. <laughs> oh god, my nose is stuffy. I can tell. You're no sick. kidding. <laughs> and they had bad reviews and <sighs> I drew the tree and here's the roots and then the leaves and then uh, I went to Hollywood and uh, well. I went and saw a band, and, uh, well, they acted like they were better than me. Well, you know, 
It's not the reviewers that buy the CDs. It's the fans. Right. And they had a lot of them. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. And, uh, well, anyway, uh, uh, where was I? Give me a call in the chat room. I don't know the number. <laughs> Give me a call in the chat room. If anyone has any good sinus cures, please give me a call. The <laughs> guest number again for the third time tonight is 646-595-2902. But I can't breathe, so this probably sounds like horrible. I'm probably sounding like this. Yeah. <laughs> well, you're sounding no, like yourself. You're sounding like yourself. <laughs> you sound just like your sound. Yeah. It's too funny. Ah. Uh, Ah, oh, okay. I, I've been trying uh, Claritin and Benadryl at night. Okay. It's, it doesn't do anything. It should be called Stuffitin. Yeah. Oh, good one. Stuffitin, eight hour. Well, try some uh, try some Vicks Ultra Fine Mist nose spray. That's what I use. I happen to have a bottle right here of Equate Original Nasal Spray, 12-hour. Right. Yeah. So there's two suggestions for you. Okay. Sorry we didn't yeah. call your number. Because it doesn't work, even eight hours after you take it. All right, so Black Sabbath <laughs> influenced every metal band that is out there right now as far as heaviness. Speed, I think the speed aspect probably developed more from Led Zeppelin. A lot of their songs were faster. Uh, heavier, and that's why. Who the fuck are you, shit? Why people say they were the greater influence, but I prefer heaviness in my music personally. Thank you. So, when as far as speed and Deep Purple, Deep Purple was a big one as well. They had a more Renaissance flair, along with Jeff Rotel going out to the more experimental fields. Jeff Rotel influenced like. They pretty much branched off into all the Celtic and like folksy metal, which is actually really cool. I like uh, I like Opeth. Uh, and Blackmore's Night, because Blackmore's I, Night. And I feel like I'm at a Renaissance fair when I listen to them. <laughs> <laughs> but he likes heavy, I, not Blackmore's Night. I know. I'm making a joke with this whole Renaissance feel. I know. He would really big into Opeth, but I believe that, you know, Jethro Tull and, like, the progressive rock bands of the 70s, like Yes and Genesis, well, maybe not Genesis, just scratch that, uh, but, like... Scratch that. All right, scratched off. Were you taking notes? I was. Okay. Yes and Tull influenced, like, Opeth, and they've even said that on multiple, multiple talk shows. Because I saw it on VH1 Classic right and according to vh1 classic that's what opeth was influenced by jethro tall because <laughs> when i think of opeth i think of flutes i've heard the guy from opeth say that he was a big fan of all the 70s prog rock pink floyd and stuff like that and uh a lot of that stuff influenced just there were so many like psychedelic bands that went on to get into like the more alternative rock of today, the psychedelic kind of transferred over into that. And uh, sticking with Speed, one of the bands that really came out, or a lot of the bands that really came out, 
uh, started coming out towards the late 70s, early, early 80s, would be the new wave of British heavy metal. And the biggest bands, and and that would be, uh, well, Iron Maiden. <coughs> Iron Maiden. This guy uh, sounds like he's dying. Head, right? And uh, there, there was a slew of them. It was like Saxon and like, like Diamond Head, and these these all influenced Metallica, which are like the Led Zeppelin of the the 90s, 80s and 90s. Um, Metallica is like the Led Zeppelin of the 80s and 90s. They basically influenced everything under the sun, but they were influenced by like early, the new wave of British heavy metal, and it's still called that even though it's old. It's <laughs> I think after what like 20 years, it became an old wave, old new wave of British heavy metal, and they had all these acronyms that just went on forever. And there were other, there were other like subgenres of that that had even like longer acronyms. I don't really know what they were, but uh, they were out there. And just to think that they were out there is really kind of stupid. That sounds gay. Being honest. All right. Anyway, I think Judas Priest came out in the uh, late 70s. They were they were there with like Deep Purple and Sabbath, and they uh, they survived through the new wave of... Brit- I don't know if they could be lumped into the new wave of British heavy metal. I don't know. That's that's up to... It's up to musicologists to decide. I'm not really... I'm just... I'm just splurting out what I think. Shove it in your ass! But, uh... <laughs> Is he? Really? Yeah, from, from Thrash, from the new wave of British heavy metal. In the 80s, uh, metal wasn't accessible to a lot of people. Uh, I guess everything has to have a formula, right? So in the 80s, It wasn't accessible to a lot of people? What wasn't? See, i got to hear that statement again. Yeah, I'm, 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 he lost me. Through the new wave of Brit- I don't know if they could be lumped into the new wave of British heavy metal. I don't know. That's that's up to it's up to musicologists to decide. I'm not really. I'm just I'm just splurting out what I think. But uh, <clears throat> yeah, from from thrash from the new wave of British heavy metal in the 80s, uh, metal wasn't accessible to a lot of people. Uh, really. Really, in the '80s, heavy metal was not accessible to a lot of people. <laughs> Somehow, I think that's the biggest time that the '80s that metal ever had. Okay. <laughs> I guess everything has to have a formula, right? So in the '80s, there was a big scene of heavy metal fans that were like into David Bowie and maybe more of the shock rock of the '70s, Alice Cooper. In the eighties? That's what he's saying. In the eighties there were big there was a big metal conglomerate that was pouring into what? Let's Dance by David Bowie? Yep. Really? That's what he's saying. I don't know about that statement. I I'm tending to think he might be a little off on that one. Well he wasn't even around then. He's only twenty four. So what was what what would that make him born? Uh, let's see, this is 2007, or 2009, minus, let's see, before that made 2005, and then 20. So he was born in, uh, 85. <laughs> Parents obviously had Let's Dance playing in the background when he was born. Sure. Jeez. 
what was another? There was another uh, big one. The the New York Dolls kind of started the progression of hair metal and hair metal <laughs> in the eighties. Did they? I think I think they were more of a glam, you know, New York glam. So just so that I'm clear, eighties metal started by fans that were following Bowie and Alice Cooper. And the hair metal scene started with the New York Dolls, right? Well, that's what he's uh, indicating there. Well, I, I'm just taking notes. I want to make sure I get them right. I don't <laughs> give a shit! <laughs> was the, the big thing, because it had a formula, it was accessible, people liked it. It was a lot softer. It was kind of taking the edge off metal. And so... Throughout the whole 80s, the thing was hair metal and thrash, which was like an offspring of the new wave of British heavy metal. And thrash would be like, the four main thrash bands, of course, were Metallica, Anthrax, Slayer, and Megadeth. And these these four, along with others, um, like Testament, Exodus, uh, were, in, were the opposition to hair metal. So if you were into metal... To be cool, you'd be in the thrash. If you were a chick, you were probably in the hair metal. See, or or a wuss. Uh, or a wuss. <laughs> what? <laughs> you're either into that or you're a wuss. What if you were into both? Yeah, what if you like both? I was into both. Sure. So was I like a cool wuss? I, I guess. Or do I go back to what I was called two weeks ago? That just made me a poser. You're just a poser. That's probably what it was. I think that I think that's probably what it is. Yep, I think so. But uh yeah, you 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 definitely can't uh you can't uh straddle the line. No, not at all. You can't like two things at once. <sighs> not at all. Forget it. Not now, not, not never. Right. Or a wuss or you know, whatever. I don't, I don't know. Uh Beavis and Butthead like to make fun of uh that one kid. Um not Todd. Was it Todd? Um <laughs> Crap, hang on. No, it was Stuart, not Todd. Stuart. Todd? Who's Todd? Todd was the guy who drove the duster. Okay. And he was always beating their asses and calling them fuzz nuts and throwing them in the trunk and stealing their nachos and shit like that. Okay. He was the guy. He always had the sawed-off, uh, you know, work shirts and. Glad you remember that. I used to not even like the story parts. I just wanted to see the videos. Right. Well, he drove the green duster. Okay. And he'd always he glasses, right? Yeah, he'd always wear the sunglasses, and he had the mullet hairdo. Yeah, I know. Who and it then, is. and then Stuart was the next door neighbor who always wore the winger shirt. Right, and they always picked on Stuart. Yeah, they always picked on him all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember him. No, no, they idolized Todd Beavis and Butthead. Used to make fun of a kid that would always wear his winger shirt. Yeah, winger Warren. All those bands really. Just dumbed down versions of metal. It was bad. So of course, thrash is the opposition. You hear that, Jennifer? The dumbed down version of metal. That's right, Jennifer. Winger and Warrant. Did that kid ever wear a Warrant shirt? Yeah, he used to wear Winger and Warrant. Oh really? Is those then, the only two? And then Beavis and Butthead used to wear Metallica and AC/DC and Slayer. Right. Yeah, I remember the theirs, but I didn't remember. I didn't remember anything other than a winger shirt. Yeah, he'd wear winger and he'd wear warrant. Nice. Wasn't nearly as popular, though. Um, there were some hair metal bands that were good. 
they were a little bit heavier. Motley Crue was one of my favorites, but there's there's the good and the bad. There's not really too many in between. Either they really sucked, or they were just you know a good hair metal band. What's it's like being the the most I don't know idolized retarded kid. You're still retarded. You're just <laughs> wow. That's an analogy. I'll tell you. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Above everyone else in that genre. It's like, who cares? Thrash Metal, though, went on to spawn, like, like Metallica and Megadeth and Slayer. Well, we know how that went pretty pretty well. Um, anyway, I like to think that, uh, yeah... All right, hold on a minute, dude. Hold hold up for one second. Now, you know I like the heavier stuff better than the lighter stuff. True or Sure. Okay. But let's be honest here. Who sold more records, Warrant or Slayer? Warrant, of course. Who sold more records, uh, Rat or Testament? Oh, Rat by by millions. (laughs) Warrant or Testament? Warrant. Danger, Danger or Exodus? I don't know. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna assume danger, danger. That's kind of what I'm assuming too. This assumption that the you know thrash somehow came out on top. Hmm. Thrash was an underground thing, and it stayed an underground thing, and the fans were a little more hardcore because they stayed in the underground. Sure. But to say that it it did better than 80s metal, that is just a stupid statement. Yeah, commercially, 80s metal, you know, did better. But integrity-wise, the the hardcore thrash metal fans uh, stuck to their guns. Sure they did. But, I mean, even if you look at thrash as a a genre in the the 80s versus 80s metal bands, most of those 80s metal bands in some form or another are still around today. That's true. Uh, how many thrash bands are there that were around in the 80s? I'd say about, I'd say maybe 10 at right, the most. Right. There's what? Testament, Exodus, Death Angel. Laws uh, Rocket. Laws Rocket, Metallica, Megadeth, Anthrax, Anthrax Slayer. Overkill. Overkill's nine. And then you're reaching. Yep. That's what I mean. It's, it's not like thrash had some big scene that stayed around forever. Sure. I mean, we just named nine bands, can't think of another one from the 80s. Right. That's still around today, not a single one. Sure. And I'm sure we're missing some. I mean, I'm sure there's more. But two, right three, off the top four. of your head, those are those are the ones that come to mind fairly yeah. quickly. But yet, any, any calendar year, you can go out and see Winger, Warrant, Motley Crue, you know, it goes on and on. Rat. Dockin'. Yeah. Dokken, Poison, Mob, Cinderella, Poison, Enough's Enough. Yep. Anybody that had success in the 80s is still out there. Sure. Most, almost LA, all of them. L.A. Guns. Yeah, there's a new, there's a new Little Caesar album out there. True. I mean, and Little Caesar never was a big band, so Thrash did not have the, um, the star power that this kid thinks. Uh-huh. Not that I'm putting all my faith in this kid, but come on. Where's a headbanger? When we first started doing this stuff, we didn't really talk about headbanging. We talked about girl banging or gang banging or anything but headbanging. That doesn't seem very nice to do. Hi. But 
a headbanger, they go out in front of the stage and they headbang their head and it's cool. I mean, that, that's them. That, that's not me. I like to stand back and watch and see everything. I like to scam on the checks. A headbanger is somebody who dies for his music, who was a true rivet head, you know? A headbanger is somebody who likes thrash, nothing but, who doesn't accept glam in any way. A headbanger is uh, someone that drives by in their car and goes, Metal, D, fucking metal, KNAC! I think we started that. <laughs> Load of headbangers, see? Are you into it? Mm, not really. I'd rather get drunk and kick back and watch them make fools of themselves. That's just a rock and roll reaction. Uh, I think the uh, the actual headbangers of the 80s just make it a little more pronounced. They bleed a lot more. <laughs> I'm just a drummer. I don't bang my head. I beat off, man. <laughs> so there you go. Yeah, it's great. Started by uh by David Bowie. I love David Bowie and all, but he he spawned some bad music, I'm sorry. Yeah. Kiss were in there, they spawned the whole hair metal thing. They helped that along. Because guys in the eighties figured they could get more chicks looking like chicks. I don't know. I don't know what that's all about. And then out of that comes like power metal and like just just bad music and now it's even advanced even further the really more dumbed down version of metal it, it has its own branch it's like one side of the tree and now from like power that that's quite a tree he's drawn there it's a big old tree the old dumbed down version and he doesn't like power metal don't know what this kid is all about i can't quite get a read on him from hair metal to power metal and you have like the screamo and the hardcore, they still kind of look like, I don't know, they kind of look like chicks, but maybe not as much. It's the sound. The sound became more melodic as time came, time went on. And screaming, I don't know, people think screaming is an expression of anger. I think it's a, an expression of stupidity, really. But whatever works. <laughs> so uh, that's just stupid metal, we'll call it. That's right. It's just dumb metal. Whatever works. And then on one side, there's also subgenres of white metal and black metal. Now, white metal is like Christian heavy metal. You got like striper and... I've never heard that term before of you. No. White metal? White metal? I guess, I don't know. It's he, po- he said that's the opposite of black metal. I guess. I never even heard that term before. <laughs> striper. <laughs> it's... You don't want to know. Black metal, though. Uh, in Norway, for a while, I think the new wave of British heavy metal had an impact in Norway and that these people would heard this and kind of concocted their own version. And it Because they're, Norway is kind of isolated from everything else, and their version of metal is so isolated, but it's so heavy and so fast, they can only hear like so many bands. So they picked up and they created uh, black metal. And black metal is basically a Norwegian thing. It's, <laughs> it's a Norwegian thing. Thanks. <laughs> it's just basically a Norwegian thing. Basically. If you're not from Norway, you're not mm-hmm. considered a black metal band. 
That's right. It's really cool. It's a lot heavier over there. They don't have as many Christian values. Uh, they go around. A lot of these bands went around burning churches, burning churches, satanic masses. You know, cool stuff. <laughs> All the cool stuff. Yeah, they were doing cool stuff. That's right. Like they were burning churches and having satanic masses, and it, w- it was really cool. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> the cool things in life, the greater, for the greater good, of course. <laughs> and then uh, out of that came melodic death metal, which still contributes to the current, the current rise of metal, which is hardcore. All right, so all the. Hardcore is like every, all the metal kind of rolled into one. It it became more melodic as time went on. Different bands, so many different bands. I can't really explain them all, but and then off off to the side, there's always going to be that experimental artist. So there's Avant Garde, which would be bands like Mr. Bungle or Primus. I heard when uh when Cliff Burton died of Metallica. Uh, what was it? Left Claypool attempted to audition for Metallica, and they said basically James Hetfield said he was too good. I mean, I don't know if anyone could imagine being too good to play for Metallica, but Les Claypool was too good, and he became the pioneer of avant-garde, and that was influenced by 70s bands like Captain Beefheart and and Frank Zappa which they're like geniuses but in a weird way I don't know Frank Zappa had had some pretty good artists on his record label back in the day he had like Alice Cooper and was like the promotion vehicle for a lot of a lot of different bizarre acts I think Captain Beefheart was on his label too just really (laughs) out there (laughs) okay how much more is there of this? Uh, ten minutes. Holy cow. <laughs> Jesus. So avant-garde really doesn't mix into hardcore, but I'm hoping one day it will. That would make for a pretty interesting combination. I don't know. I have a lot of ideas. If anyone else has good <laughs> ideas, you should give me a call at 646-595-2902. Great segue there. Yeah, it's good. Uh, yeah. Okay, I know it sounds like I'm running out of stuff to talk about, but I'm not. Oh, I'm not. Well, why don't you why don't you tell us about some of those great ideas you have? Yeah, really. I, I'm kind of you know sitting here with bated breath, wondering you know if you're gonna you know share some of those great ideas. No, Damn. but he has them. All right. Forever. Only problem is I can't. I can't talk with this full, full nose, this nose full of snot and man mucus. Ugh. Did he say man mucus? Yuck! Man mucus. Yuck! <laughs> uh, that conjures up another idea in my head. Is that one of your ideas? <laughs> yeah, man mucus. Here, baby, have some of my man mucus. Yuck. Ugh, somebody get in my chat room. So I can just type what I have to say. 
anybody. <laughs> <laughs> so he's got to do his show via the via the messenger. Uh, who's gonna? How's that gonna help on the radio show to type it all out? Yeah, I can't speak because my nose is all plugged up. So if you jump in the chat room, I'll type out what I want to say. Here, I'm gonna position my microphone. Hold on, man. Take it here. Put it right here. You ready? Go ahead. I'll do a new show for you. You ready? Here we go. Uh huh. Uh huh. And then Led Zeppelin got their big deal. They played a stadium tour. Uh huh. Uh huh. And then, uh, oh, they kicked Ozzy out of the band. And then Black Sabbath went on with Dio. And they recorded the Heaven and Hell release. Uh huh. Wow. And then Iomi went on and had Glenn Hughes as a singer. And Ray Gillen. And Ian, Ian Gillen. Wow, you kept up. Wow, that's amazing. That's a lot of heavy metal tr- knowledge there. Look at that. That's how we're going to do all of next week's show. <laughs> okay, if you want to if you want to be a part of the classic metal show, we're going to be in the chat room and we're just going to type out our conversation. That's right. Yeah, oh. They're listening. I know. Well, no. They're listening. They're listening. No one's listening. Oh, actually, <laughs> someone, someone's going to hear. So there's, you know, seven people listened to my last thing after it was already complete. Yeah, unpopular. Now he's got to justify to his mom or his sister that uh, he's doing a show and people are actually listening. That's right. No wonder he feels uncomfortable inside. That's right. Go back to out to your treehouse, kid. Yeah, go stomp back on some more glass. I am popular. That's all there is to that. Um, so my girlfriend's here. She's a uh, she's actually a porn star. If anybody would like to check out the site, uh, myfreecams.com, I think. You th- you think? Yeah. Uh, what was it? The guy from Biohazard. His girlfriend was a porn star. They're divorced now. Yeah. And oh yeah, so Sophie Fawn, that's that's my if here here why don't you tell you, no I don't wanna I don't wanna talk on the radio station. So he's gotta hand the mic, aka phone, over to the girlfriend. Right. Okay. It's compelling. Wow, he's he's really uh, flaming out awful quick. <laughs> Also, uh, I have my own website that's a search engine, but it's a people search, and apparently no one uses those, and it's not making any money at all. (laughs) No money for me. It's sad. So basically, he lives at home, and he was hoping to make money off of a search engine website. Right. That way, he didn't have to leave and go to work. Right. Gotcha. What's wrong with that? I, I'm just, hey, I'm just trying to verify what's going on here. Let me just tell you, I sort of do the same thing. <laughs> yeah, but you, you sort of do legitimate shit. What are you talking about? I sit at home and hope somebody buys a website. <laughs> if, uh, um, if anyone would like to search for somebody, <laughs> you should go to badasssearch.net. Badass. Search.net. I thought Brian took that to the grave with him. 
<laughs> well, you know, not that I know anything about the web, <clears throat> but if you're trying to do a professional search thing, people are not going to go to badass search. You don't think? No. Really? I don't think so. Let me write that in my notes too. <laughs> Badasssearch.net. Badasssearch.net. <laughs> so does Who's that badass? so does that bring you up bring up the whole list of badasses out there? Because <laughs> I, I think I think they're one light now. I guess yeah, the badass list is a little bit shorter tonight. I was gonna have a cool phone number. What I'm trying to do, I'm trying to set up one of those phone numbers that, like, call it, and it says something really funny, and then the person who called it is like, oh, man, that's awesome. Let me pass this number on to my friend, who will also find that funny. And then they pass it on to their friends, and then and then they're like, ha-ha, that's funny, and then they pass it on to their friends. Really? And what is he talking about? about? He, he was going to have like a funny phone number that when you call it or or the phone number spells out something funny. Oh. And people will find it funny, so funny and compelling that they'll want to share it with everybody else. Well, that's a great idea. .net, but I don't have, I don't know how to set that up. And I'm on Google Voice. I've been doing Google Voice for a while. And uh, I can't really set up the, I don't know, the greeting to play, like, right when you call. It'll always ring a few times. I don't want people to, like, leave me messages. I mean, it's cool. I guess they could have that option. But uh, I prefer it to just be a recording, basically. (laughs) Chris, can you help this young man out with that? Sure. Go to Walmart and buy an answering machine. (laughs) Right. (laughs) <laughs> so if anyone knows how to do that go ahead and give me a call I'll send out the guest number again 646-595-2902 yeah if anyone knows how to do that just give me a call and let me know like how to set these up these things up it would be really really cool uh, for who you? yeah Oh, okay. So you you help me set this up so it'll be cool for me. I'll take care of that for you, Rev. <laughs> yeah, and and like next next show I might have one of those guests calling. I've been trying to get a hold of my friend, but he uh he turned his phone off or committed suicide or maybe he what? was I I think he was urinating when I called. And decided not to answer his phone. I don't know. Well, he was gonna have a call-in guest. His friend. His friend. Great. But his friend must have turned his phone off, or committed suicide, or was taking a piss when he called. <laughs> it's a wide spectrum. Uh huh. <laughs> Maybe he just. I, I like to think that he was, uh, you know, in the shower and not ignoring me. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, also, what works for sinuses, please let me know. Leave me a comment. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's, that's really all I got. Uh, I think my time's just about up anyway. Yeah, five minutes and 40 seconds left. Uh, oh, no. Hang on, let me, uh, let me check my online thing here. Is it? 
do. <laughs> yeah. No, no, uh, him. Five minutes and 20 seconds. Yeah, four minutes. All right, you have four minutes to call. (laughs) Anybody, anybody at all. (laughs) Just give me a jingle on the telly. Right. And uh, that would be wonderful. Did he go into a British accent now? Lovely. guess so. It would be lovely. Hey, next, next week, I'm starting, I'm thinking about I pretty much went through the history of heavy metal. You uh, did? Did I miss something here? Because I, I didn't really learn a thing. I got it all. Did you? I did. Avant-garde, emo, Black Sabbath, Led Zeppelin, it's all there. You know, how the metal all happened. You know, you can just go back to, like, Robert Johnson, then then listen to Willie Dixon, then Chuck Berry, then that's where Bo Diddley comes in. Then Elvis steals it from the black people. Then the right. Beatles turn it into a group with dual guitars together and doing crazy stuff. Then the Stones get a switchblade and more drugs and stir it into that. Then Hendrix comes along with the guitar, God, sick, distortion, blow it up, light it on fire. Let's get down with chicks tonight, craziness. Then Zeppelin comes in, ramps that up a bit. Then Sabbath comes in and adds the evil after that. Then Angus Young invents headbanging. Then Priest kicks the blues out, turns it all into uh, very square arrangements and spiky stuff, dual guitar metal. Then Maiden pushes that even farther, longer songs, crazier imagery, more hell on earth. Then Metallica makes that crunchier, faster. Uh, How could they make it any meaner, nuttier? And then Slayer takes the whole thing and makes flapjacks out of it. And there you go. Thank you, Eric. Thanks. Especially he, like the flapjacks. Yeah, he, he sums that up in a minute and ten seconds. And this guy, well, it only took this guy two hours. Next week I'm thinking about doing, like, songwriting lessons. I don't know. Uh, just give me, like, send me a message. Be my friend. That's all I ask. Send me a message. Tell me what your people think. But next week, like, songwriting lessons? I was gonna... Now he's turning into Irish? I guess he he could have a career as a as a voice uh you know a voiceover guy or a voice impersonator. You think he goes from English to Irish to who knows what? He's he's got the way to you know mimic different accents. I think he's got a career as the owner of a people search website personally. Right. Go through like uh how I write songs. I don't know if I if I post them will they still be my property. Because I have, I have lots of songs, and I would also like, I'd also like to start a band probably nearby in the San Diego area. If there's any people from San Diego that listen to this show, that would be, that would be lovely. But, <clears throat> man, that would be lovely. <laughs> Jeez. What's up with the voice impressions? <laughs> Going with the different accents. What is he doing? He doesn't know. He's just all like all over the place at this point. Is he just trying to kill time? He is. He's got got four minutes to go to kill time. Dude, why don't you just say, I'm done. Click. Blog Talk Radio. As they say. And uh, just... Or, or, yeah, you can send me an email. It's, uh... Well, I I would say Chris P. Bacon, but, uh... My... 
I don't I don't want to give out my real name. <laughs> this could be a message on uh, Blog Talk Radio. Yeah, that'd be that'd be kind of cool, I guess. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Send me a message. Yeah. Wicca, yeah. Oh, I'm about to build a gingerbread house tonight. <laughs> Tips on gingerbread house building would much be appreciated. Be much much appreciated they would be. Yeah. <laughs> He's just all over the place. He's going to build a gingerbread house tonight. What is he doing? <laughs> Plus he's got all the uh he's got all the different uh you know affects for his voice. Oh, he's great. Uh, as the old green guy would say on uh Star Wars. Yeah. And I'll probably write a script for next week's show or tomorrow's show. Yeah, tomorrow on 11. I'll probably write a script so that it'll sound better and not so many like I don't know what to say. Oh my god, because I don't. Oh my god, I don't know what to say. <laughs> and... Well, throw a Hemini Jiminy in there, will ya? Come on, Hemini Jiminy. I don't know what to say. And oh, yeah. So oh, and music. I'll start playing a lot of music. I can play a song right now. I have like minutes to play songs. Can I play song? We play song. No. Let's play song. I don't have anything to say. Of what? Of a minute of a song. Is this this like the normal 24-year-old? Oh, man. Sadly, yes. Really? Is this really how 24-year-olds act? I think so. He he acts like he's maybe like 15, 16. That's today's kid, man. It's the Obama generation. Him and Jiminy. Him and me, Jiminy. Dude, dude, So he's playing a song over the phone. Over the phone. Rather than, you know, uploading the song and playing it on the blog talk player, he's playing it over the phone, and his phone has noise canceling. <laughs> so when when it reaches a higher point, it actually just cancels it out. Yeah, it just kills it. Right. So what did he do? Just put the phone down by the boom box and he's in there talking to his girlfriend? He's working on the gingerbread house. Okay. Dude, follow along. Oh, God, it stopped. Uh, it went to 20, 
a current selfish to get around. Wow, this has been entertaining. If only I had a video, I'd just post like a jar of mayonnaise for the last 10 seconds. It'd just be like, mayonnaise! Okay. You're on, but not streaming. What? Nine, eight, seven, six, four, three, two, one. Okay, I guess that's all. Oh, I don't know if I should. Uh. And that's it. <laughs> wow. Do you, do you suppose this kid has ever heard a radio show anything like that? I, I think probably all the time. Sure. I mean, we've heard that other San Diego station. They were close. Yeah, pretty close. Pretty close to this that was That was fantastic. Wow. <laughs> all right, dude. Well, that's going to wrap Wait, up. Before, before we wrap up, do we bring Chris P. back for week number three? I think so. I think we really got to find out what his scripted show would be like. Yeah, that's true, too. We haven't given him a fair shot. He's been flying off the cuff, so. Yep. So right. uh, next week, uh, maybe another edition of Chris P. Bacon. That's right, because he doesn't want to give out his real name. Right. Find out how that gingerbread house turned out. Right. So send him a note over there, Blog Talk Radio, Chris P. Bacon. Yeah, send him a little note. Let him know that uh, you heard him here on the Classic Metal Show and ask him how the how the uh, gingerbread house turned out and if he found a cure for his stuffy nose. All right. Maybe you can get Jeffrey C. Music to sing him a song. Sure. <laughs> Thanks for checking out the best of the Classic Metal Show. You can tune in to the Classic Metal Show live every Saturday night from 9 p.m. to 3 a.m. Eastern exclusively at www.theclassicmetalshow.com. The Classic Metal Show. If you're a fan of the Classic Metal Show and you've progressed past a flip phone, then you better have the CMS app on your phone. Get it today. It's in both the Google and iOS app stores. It's the CMS app. Get it. It's got everything you would possibly want from the CMS. So get it today and stay connected to the CMS.